0: Sportsnet 960, The Fan. But those Carolina Hurricanes fresh off a loss last night in Edmonton. Still hot? To the Oilers, sure. Uh, Corey Lavalette, Carolina Hurricanes beat writer, North State Journal in The Athletic, joins us to talk some Canes hockey. Corey, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thanks for jumping on. Um, Expectations for a team that blew that lead against the Rangers. Should have probably won that series. But um, heading into this year stanley cup contender they made some big moves in the offseason getting some a lot of veteran presence well, how much pressure is going on right now in raleigh for this team
1: uh, i don't i don't know if it's pressure i think the expectation has been the same the past couple seasons which is what rod Brindamore always wants which is he wants to win the stanley cup and i think that's where the expectations are and uh obviously you mentioned you know kind of a disappointing end to the of the season last year but i think uh yeah the expectations are stanley cup and you know rod only knows how to tell his team how to play one way so they're not the kind of team that changes a whole lot from the you know the regular season to the playoffs so it's kind of get into shape now and get moving and by game 10 or so they'll be playing the way they want to play for the rest of the year so uh for sure uh you know high expectations just like just like there is there
2: I think a lot of people know who Andrei Svechnikov is right now, given the first couple of years he's had in the league. is one of the best shooters. I think he's a very physical player. He'll fight people if he needs to. Um But is he going to be a full blown household name by the end of the year after his first hat trick in the NHL yesterday?
1: Yeah, I mean he should be. Uh, the, the thing that's funny is I think everyone thinks of him as a goal scorer, and obviously at the start of this year he's he's got six in, in four games. So. Uh, that's not going to change anything, but he's just a dynamic passer too. He's really got every tool you want for, you know, for a star player, uh, and, and plays hard on the defensive end. Just everything about him, he's a, uh, he's really blossomed into a, into what I think is going to be a, a superstar player. And, you know, he's exciting to watch. He's, like you said, he's physical, uh, you know, doesn't take any, any crap out there at all. So, <laughs> Uh, he's a he's just he's fantastic to watch. A, kind of a throwback, a little bit to the, the old school power forwards.
2: Yeah, and they've got a lot of young good forwards. Svechnikov is just one of them. Marty Natchez looks like he's taken a big step. Same with Seth Jarvis. Who do you think's taking a bigger step in the off season, Jarvis or uh, Natchez? A couple of young guys who are already producing.
1: The, the Natchez thing was a little weird because I think it was a confidence thing last year. He kind of, you know, he's in a contract year. I think he had high expectations for himself. It just never really came together. And he said he was going to kind of rebuild his, his game this summer, that he needed to be more team focused. And, uh, I think a huge, a huge difference has been the guy playing between Svechnikov and Natchez, And that's, you know, Jesperi Kokinyemi, who, you know, you look at his stats and people might think, oh, he's got two points in four games to assist. No big deal. But, uh, he's playing really, really well, you know, doing exactly what you need to do when you play with two dynamic wingers. And then Seth Jarvis, uh, you know, I know, I know Western Canadians are familiar with him. He's, uh, he's a handful. He's, he's fearless and that's the, the fun thing about him is, uh, you know, he goes right to the front of the net, you know, whenever he gets the chance. He doesn't mind getting in the corners. He's not the biggest guy in the world. They're both, uh, they're both really dynamic, talented players. Uh, Natures is a burner. He's, Maybe one of the fastest skaters in the league and Jarvis is sneaky, sneaky fast. He pulled one last night where he, uh, he kind of just put the jets on at the last second, caught a defenseman kind of off kilter and, and blew by him. So a lot of speed, a lot of skill. And that's, uh, that's tough to handle.
0: Uh, Corey, from a personal level, how fun is it to cover Brent Burns?
1: Yeah. You know, I haven't, you know, I didn't spend a ton of time with him yet. Uh, but he's a character. There's no doubt about it. He's, uh, he's an interesting guy and, uh, you know, pretty forthright and, uh, he's excited. I think that's the biggest thing you catch is when a guy like him who's played a long time, who hasn't won yet comes into an environment where the expectation is to win. Uh, I think it revitalizes a guy and, you know, Burns had a perfectly fine season last year. He had a good year with a, with a bad team, but, uh, stepping into a, uh, you know, like we talked about a team that's a Stanley Cup contender and maybe having a chance to, To win and that's what, you know, I think that's what Rod Brindamore preaches to these guys is he knows what it's like. He was, he was at the tail end of his career when they won here in, in 2006. Uh, and there were a lot of guys on that team who hadn't won, you know, uh, you know, Doug Wade and Glenn Wesley and, uh, you know, so there was a, there was a want to, to cap off the career in a sense with, with the ultimate prize. And I think that's what they pitched Burns on and, uh, he's all in on it and he's got a great D partner to play with. So he's got to be thrilled.
0: Um, obviously the Hurricanes went out and added a lot of veterans in the offseason Paul Stastny, Derek Stepan, like what, what are those guys is that is that an important ingredient to think that they were maybe lacking and of course Brent Burns that yeah well, we need to have a, a lot of more veteran presence to go with this younger group just just to kind of shield them a little bit and kind of teach them the way to weigh the win in the NHL I, I don't know
1: so much that they needed more veterans I mean they you know they've They've gone through this. They had, you know, they had Derek Stepan last year. They had, you know, Ian Cole. They had, uh, you know, Brendan Smith. They tried to do that a little bit. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that is the big thing. I think the big thing now is that when a guy like Paul Stastny doesn't have a job yet uh, or, you know, a guy like Max Pacioretty, who we, we're not even going to see until January or February, you know, gets a call and says, "Are you willing to waive, waive your no-trade?" It used to be Carolina was a place you didn't want to go to, and now, mm. you know, apparently, Paul, Paul Staffney took less money to come here. Mm. So it's you know, you're adding a really, really talented guy. It's he, he's not just about his veteran guile, so to speak. He's he still can put points on the board, and he's a veteran guy who plays in the power play and can kill penalties and all that stuff. So I, I think that's the big thing: is that they're able to attract these guys who are maybe trying to you know, like I just talked about, have that last shot at, at you know, winning the Stanley Cup. And, uh, you know, they're willing maybe to take less and work harder. Paul Sastny told me it was the hardest training camp he'd ever had, uh, but he was excited about it. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that all hashes out, but it never hurts to have guys, you know, around the room who've, who've been through those battles.
2: So when I look at the Hurricanes, they've got a good head coach. they got draft picks if they want to make a deal. They don't have a lot of cap room. They got a great top six in the forwards. You got a bunch of solid veterans in the bottom six. I like the blue line. Freddie Anderson's an upper echelon goalie when he's healthy. Where's the hole in this team?
1: You know, right now, I think they just kind of need to figure out, uh, who's going to play on that, on the wing with, with Jordan Stahl. Uh, Jesper Foss has been a guy who's fit there the last couple seasons, has done a really good job with, with Jordan. Uh, but they did lose Nino Niederreiter, so. Uh they tried Paul Staffney there, middle of the game last night. They flipped and put Jordan Martin up there. I don't know if that's a long term answer. Uh so I think that's one thing they gotta figure out is kinda getting that line back going. Yet it's not quite uh where a Jordan Stahl line usually is, which is you know, they don't put up a ton of points but they grind teams down and they possess the puck. You know, the whole team is, is a possession monster, but, um, you know, they possess the puck. So that's not quite there yet. So I'm curious to see if maybe, you know, Stastny gets another shot there and they can figure it out. Uh, Jack Drury, who was expected to make the team coming out of camp, didn't. Um, so he went back to the AHL in Chicago and... Uh, I wonder if maybe he would get a shot there. Uh, even though he's a center, I think, you know, it never hurts to have a young guy play on the wing a little bit, especially if you're on Jordan Stahl's wing. So that's the one thing I'm watching. And then, uh, the third pair on defense, you know, Jalen Chatfield, who, uh, has been spectacular. So, uh, and and Calvin DeHaan's been pretty good too. And then they've got Dylan Coghlan and Ethan Bear rotating in on occasion. Uh, you know, you got to see that hash out. And I'd say if you get to the trade deadline, that's the one place maybe where uh, an upgrade might be needed is is on that third pairing on defense, but like I mentioned, Max Pacioretty is going to be like instant offense in, in February, mm-hmm. so a nice thing to have have sitting there, even if they wish they'd had him now.
0: Uh, I know um, Matt was saying uh, Freddie Anderson's an upper echelon goalie, and obviously him and Antti Branta, uh, it's a good one-two punch in that for the Hurricanes, but Freddie Anderson, Corey, has a checkered playoff past. Is that something that uh, wears on Freddie Anderson? Is that a topic of conversation there with Hurricanes fans? Can he actually elevate his game in the playoffs when he needs to be? Because uh, his playoff failures in Toronto are well documented. Is that something that he still carries with him in Carolina right now? You
1: know, I, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, it's hard to pin that on Freddie, I think, because the playoff failures are all of, all of the Maple Leafs, Right. Right. Um they they really have struggled all around. I mean his numbers as a as a postseason goalie aren't that bad. I think he's got about a nine fifteen save percentage and he's in that two point four, two point five goals against the average. So he's you know, obviously things didn't go well in Toronto in the end. And then last year, uh, you know, he was a nearly a Vesna finalist and then he gets hurt right before the end of the year and doesn't doesn't get back. He probably could have come back for the third round. They don't get that far. Um, so I, I don't know. He's, he's such a, uh, an even keel kind of guy that I don't know that that weighs on him too much. I know the Toronto thing was tough, but I, that it, it may have been more about just all of it, which was, you know, the Maple Leafs and their expectations and the pandemic and all of that stuff. I think was tough for, for a lot of players. I think it was tough for him, but he's really comfortable here. I think, you know, if, uh, if they can get to where they want to go, I think they're they're totally confident in him.
0: Corey uh, Lavalette, Carolina Hurricanes beat writer on North State Journal and The Athletic. Corey, great stuff. Thanks for this. Yeah, anytime, guys. Uh, Canes in flames tomorrow night. And, again, Freddie Anderson, obviously he's not the one to blame in playoff failures in Toronto, but he had a propensity to let in a softy in Game 7, and he did it every time he was with the Leafs. Like, that's what he did. Yeah, and listen, yeah, and he couldn't stay healthy when Jack Hamill took the net away from him, and I understand all of that, but come playoff time, Freddie Anderson would let in backbreaking goals. That's what Freddie Anderson did with the Maple Leafs.
2: Yeah, and then last year he was, you know, when healthy, he was a Vesna-caliber goaltender for a lot of the season. He was a top-five goalie last season. Um, he, Yeah, he couldn't get it done in the playoffs with Toronto, but I don't know, I'm... I don't look at Toronto and Carolina as the same teams, even remotely. They have completely different identities. The Carolina Hurricanes have always had a a much more lean towards a defensive metric type of system. I have a lot more faith in Rod Brindamore's system than I do in Sheldon Keefe's. they got great veterans in their bottom six that can still play, where I don't necessarily feel the same about the Maple Leafs.
0: I don't know. I think that if he stays healthy... He could have a chance in Carolina. Uh, speaking of veterans, uh, breaking news, uh, the Florida Panthers have signed Eric Stahl to a one-year, one-way deal worth 750 grand. Uh, Stahl has been on a PTO for like, what, six weeks there? Yeah, he, uh, he's playing for the Florida Panthers and he's a guy that maybe should have called it a career after his run with the Habs all the way to the Stanley Cup final, played for Canada at the Olympics. Uh, that was kind of weird. And it's the world champion? No, I don't think he went to. Just uh, the Olympics. He was there at the Olympics, and now he's going to be uh, on the. I would imagine the fourth line of the Florida Panthers. I'm not sure how much gas is left in the tank for Eric Stahl, because he was looking slow two years ago, and I'm not sure he's picked up speed in two years. Maybe he has. Maybe he's done something different. But uh, sure, Eric Stahl to the Panthers.
2: Where what are they getting doing? this cap space? They got zero money. They've got only twelve forwards. I guess, seven defensemen up with the team right now. League men, so you could drop someone down, I guess. But those Panthers are going to be tippy-toeing against the cap for the entire season. Plus, they got guys on LTIR, so you're never accruing anything. I wonder about the Cats this year, man.
0: They were fleeced by the Flames in, in the in the uh, Matthew Kachuk deal. And that deal just looks better and better every day, especially because the Flames were able to lock down Hubert and Weger. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the most... One of the best trades in the NHL over the last decade when, gun to your head, got to make a deal, and then absolutely hit it out of the ballpark. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of Flames fans not really cheering too much for the Florida Panthers this season and want to see them do well. But they are playing the Lightning tonight, and those games are always super fun to watch. Uh, what else is fun is uh, hearing your smoking hot Dragon's Breath takes. Uh, your chance to win Flames and Canes tickets tomorrow night. We're going to play Dragon's Breath with Ryan Leslie in about 15 minutes. If you don't know what Dragon's Breath is, it's uh, Calgary Flames steak so hot that only a dragon can spit them out. 403 240 4444. 403 240 4444. Give us your smoking hot Calgary Flames Stake. And if we use it in Dragon's Breath, you'll win Flames and Canes tickets for tomorrow night. And if you call in, you're more likely to win than on the text line. 403 240 4444. Give us your crazy hot. Calgary Flames takes. Um, you wanted to talk about the reverse retro that came out yesterday. The pedestal's back. Yes, the pedestal is back. Which I was never really a fan of. I just whenever see that whenever I see that jersey, I automatically I think of Rick Tabaracci for some reason. <laughs> That's the first name that pops into my head when I see the pedestal jersey. Uh, there's a lot of black in it. It looks sharp. Mm-hmm. Like what are you what are your, it's it's nice. I threw it out there. On, I think it's good. It's yeah. not great.
2: It's not bad. It's good. Yeah. Um but the the thing is like when you compare it to the other Flames jerseys that they have right now, it's 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 hard. Like their home and away kits are top 3, top 5 in the league. The Blasty jersey is a great alternate jersey to have. So, you know, options are kind of limited. Um but compared to some of the, you know, wacky and a little bit more eccentric things that we might have seen, I I
0: thought it was good.
2: And I also I reserve my right until I see it on the ice Because that sometimes changes things as well
0: It absolutely does And and how it looks on television is important too mm-hmm. And that goes in, I think a lot of fans don't realize That goes in in a lot of these designs too How the jersey's actually, or sweater, excuse me How it's going to look like <laughs> on the ice you. Yeah, it's I, I, I get caught with jersey a lot That's where the Devils play But uh, it is dressing room in hockey They're fine uh, The Arizona Coyotes one, if you've seen it it's It's bad it's terrible. Much like their franchise and their existence, it just always sucks. Like, it, they just do no- nothing right. The only cool thing about the Coyotes, literally, is they're playing in a place called Mullen Arena. Like, that's the only cool thing about the Coyotes.
2: They've uh, they have released a whole bunch of the design details for some of these jerseys as well. Some of the uh, influences, per okay. se. You want to hear the ones for the Coyotes? Sure. They were inspired by the 98-2003 to 2003 third uniform. The new jersey represents a color remix featuring the desert Siena. That's the color that you see as the base. Wow. Uh, This is the first time the trending earth tone color has ever been worn by an NHL team. Ooh. It's replacing traditional striping at the hem and the cuff. It features a sublimated graphic description of the desert and incorporates the Coyotes' Crescent Moon logo as part of the landscape. You know what I would love? To
0: actually get the number of the amount of those jerseys that are going to sell.
2: And the gecko shoulder patches round
0: out the design with dimensional cresting. Yeah, please, like, by the end of the, of the year, bridges. how many of those jerseys were actually sold? I'd love to hear it.
2: And how many of them have Connor Bedard's name on the back?
0: Um, Or Austin Matthews in a couple years. Oh, All right. uh, no. Yeah, let's oh, are do doing that already. No, again? Let's not again. Oh, uh, 960, no. 960. Oh. Name and location on the text line. Oh, we want to hear your smoking hot Calgary Flames takes. We're also taking your phone calls. 403 240 44 Forty four. Not gonna lie, you call in and give us a smoking hot take, you got a better chance of winning the ticket. You bump right to the front of the line. Yeah, let's uh let's kick things off on the phone line here, uh, with Jared. Jared, good morning. Uh what is your smoking hot Calgary Flames take?
1: Morning guys. My smoking hot flames take yeah. is um Jacob Markstrom's having a tough start to October here. And yeah, it may continue for a bit, but the month of November He's going to go undefeated and have three shutouts and going to be the first star in the NHL.
2: Whoa!
0: Whoa. All right, Jared. Hang on the line, pal. Turn around. Okay. Okay, I like it. Hang on the line, pal. Great call by Jared there. Undefeated. So, Jacob Markstrom going to go undefeated in November. Three bagels. Be the NHL's first star of the month. That's, that's pretty good. It's a lot to swallow there. That is a very hot take uh, right now because uh, he's kind of fighting it a little bit. There's 15 games in November. And he's right? going to go undefeated. A, it's a busy How many sl- starts does he get there? Ten, or does he get three? Yeah, and get three, and three shutups. All three, no, well, if he's going to get, he's going to start more than three games.
2: Well, what if by the next? Th- I don't, that's I'm
0: poking the bear a little bit. There. Okay, that's not bad. Um, let's get to uh, let's let's stay on the phone lines here. Let's get to uh, Nick. Nick, good morning. What's your smoking hot Flames tape?
3: Hey, guys. How are you? Good.
0: How are you? Mm.
3: Good, good. Hey, great show, guys. Really enjoying wow, it. Wow, thank uh, you. Um, listen, I am going totally off the board on this one. So you got to bear with me because he is, a, you know, entrenched in the fabric that is the Calgary Flames. But I am going to say Pat Steinberg, the one and only <laughs> Pat okay. Steinberg. Here we go. We'll, we'll get engaged sometime during this hockey season. Okay, all right,
0: Nick, hang on the line. I've I've went out I've went out for beers with Pat Steinberg, great guy. Like Matt, do you want to comment on that more than uh, I can? Because my my limited interactions with Pat Steinberg have been great. Great guy. Yeah, we went out for some margaritas and I'll, some tacos. Great Pat. guy. Yeah. Listen,
2: um... is that a hot take? That's a really hot take. I don't know if there's a ring coming out of one of Pat's
0: pockets to some.
2: <laughs> How fair, do you know? Fair.
0: Maybe he, maybe he's going to Jared, and he's. Do they have Jareds and Calgary? Yes, I, I don't know. Jared's okay. Yeah, okay. So maybe he's doing that for Christmas. Maybe he's he's loading it up. Listen, I don't know. When I was doing Flames talk, I had a real
2: tight finger on the pulse of Steinberg's life. Yeah. Now i I'm, I'm due mornings and I don't get to see him as much. So okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's got a lucky lady in his life who, you know, never gets to see him because he works for 12 hours a day and spends yeah. every waking moment at the Saddle Dome. So we'll have to see. Okay. It was a pretty hot day.
0: All right. I like it. It's uh, not
2: as hot as the Markstrom one, but that's a hot day.
0: That, that is, that is a good one. Uh, phone lines open. 403-240-4444. Let's get to Darren. Darren, good morning. Give us your smoking hot flames take.
3: By season's end, the same school-tending tandem will be Dan Vladar
1: and Dustin Wolf, and not because of injuries to Markstrom. Mm.
3: By the
0: end of the season?
1: By season's end, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. All right, Darren, hang on. Dan Bladar. and the I just want Does the wolf up here so I can do the weird wolf. Oh. Yeah. Like that's so good. It's so easy to do, too. Oh. He's, such, he's also so fun to watch. Yeah. It's good quality. So, Darren, uh, the goaltending tandem, and not because of injury. See, that's the caveat in all of that.
2: Did something happen? Is that why we were talking about the goalies? Did he get Mm
0: -hmm. traded? Like what? Mm. They traded Jacob Markstrom? Really? Okay. That's really hot. That's really, really hot. Spicy. Uh, Can Shane, our next caller, you think he can get hotter than that take? Um, Shane, good morning. What's your smoking hot Calgary Flames take? I actually legitimately was going to have the last one. (laughs)
2: Like
0: Verbatim? Exactly, yep. All right, Shane. It was going to
2: be a uh, Markstrom trade and Dan Vladar's net with his uh, recent two year signing.
0: Okay, Shane. uh, Thanks for calling. Uh, Shane's not going to win. Thanks for calling, Shane. But when you have the same uh, call as our man, Darren, uh, Shane. You got Audible. Yeah, sorry. You you, got to change the line. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. You got to do it. You're calling in. We're giving away Flames tickets for free tomorrow. You got to come like with a smoking hot take here. Yeah, and yeah. Shane just trying to double down on what Darren said. Tripped over his feet. Yeah, that's it's a okay. butt fumble. It's a little okay. butt fumble. Hey, everyone makes mistakes. Uh, I think we can squeeze in uh, one or two more. Let's get to Jamie. Jamie, good morning. What's your smoking hot flames take? Okay, so <laughs> not doubling down, kind of piggybacking on what they were saying, but there's more to it. Okay. Flames buy out Markstrom.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: Okay. <laughs> they go with Wolf and Vladar, and they use the cap space to bring in Patrick Kane. Whoa! What? All right, Jamie, hang on the line. Wow, that's hot. That's dragon's breath hot. They're going to buy out Marstrom, use that cap space to acquire Patrick Kane. I would love to hear you defend that.
2: You realize that if you buy out Markstrom this year you get minus $333,000 in cap savings, right? Yeah. It's the next 2 years that
0: you would And get then the how savings. long? Like how long would it be beyond? He's the
2: got pl- 3 more years at 5 million per, so it would be 6 years and yeah. all in baby. <laughs> or to, or this year it would save you $333,000 and then it would be four
0: against the cap in the next 2 seasons. All right. No, no, no. But you'd have you might have to defend that.
2: I don't. I don't. You might have
0: to. Or Ryan Leslie will. (laughs) Let's squeeze in one more. Rob. Um, Good morning. Please um, be back. Thanks for calling. Please give us a smoking hot Calgary Flames take. Yes,
3: that's a tough act to follow. Uh, Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, my smoking hot take is that Jonathan Huberto is not going to click at all in this city, and it's not going to work out, and it's going to turn out to be the worst signing in Flames history. <laughs> Whoa, hang on the oh, line, God, Rob. Uh, that, but this we we want these types of takes. Yeah, no. That's, that's why it's Dragon's Breath. It's the hottest of hot Flames takes. So hot that a dragon can spit them out. Wow. Uh
2: even buy out people in the middle of the year? Isn't there a window for doing that? There is a bio window. Isn't it in the off season though?
0: So that means Jamie can't win. I. So Rob, what about I... Rob's? When was the last time Huberto? someone got bought out in the middle of the year? Yeah. What about Huberto being the worst signing in Flames history?
2: That's a hot take. That's
0: really hot.
2: This is a team that signed James Neal on a five by five, yeah. and then he yeah. played in the AHL for the next into four years. His Flames
0: career. It's <laughs> he's going to be the worst signing.
2: So, also, do you remember when we were doing, um, in our first week, favorite thing about Flames fans and least favorite? Yeah. Do you remember what my least favorite was? Overreactions? That they try and run goalies out of town? Yeah. Oh, okay. Four games in. Well, I or buying is, out is, Jacob is there a caller the or a texter? The year. Is there a caller or a texter that you really... Listen, the Huberto one is a little bit different than some of the other stuff that we're sitting on. I'd say we go there. Okay, Rob.
0: Okay. Rob, congratulations, pal. You're going to the game tomorrow. Oh, get out of town. Yeah. Uh, your oh, Huberto right take is so ridiculously hot that we're going to have to use it. Nice. Yeah, good job for uh, thinking out of the box. We appreciate you calling. Hang on the line. We'll get your deeds, pal.
3: Perfect. Thanks, man.
0: All right, hang on. It's not
2: even going to be the worst contract in Brad True Living's tenure, let alone the Flames franchise. It's not even close. You might have to defend it. Buckle up. Listen, as someone texted in after we did this the very first time, I've become deceptively good at uh, at lying through your teeth. Bullshirt. Okay. What now? So I think I can make it work. Okay. I'm going to put my chin down and and take it on the
0: chin. Uh, we'll read some of the texts we got, too. They're uh, throughout are good ones. The show. We, we got awesome. a lot of good ones, too. But, again, we said, you call in, chances are you got a better shot at winning Flames and Canes tickets. All right, Ryan Leslie. Flames Sportsnet host straight ahead. We'll play some Dragon's Breath. It's the Big Show. Russel and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan. It's Friday. At the end of your. It's the end of your work week almost. It's an, almost the end of our work week in another 20 minutes or so. Ah, oh, but darn. But Rob, yeah, shucks. Rob called in. Um, he won the Flames and Canes tickets for tomorrow night. We're about to play Dragon's Breath, and joining us on the line, uh, he's been very uh, kind with his time so far in the infancy of our show. We say uh, good morning to Sportsnet Flames host, Ryan Leslie. Ryan, how are you?
3: Gentlemen, I'm great. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Ryan, uh, I apolog- let me just apologize beforehand, because um, you're about to play Dragon's Breath. Uh, if, you- if you're new to Dragon's Breath, it's Flames Take so hot that only a dragon can spit him out. Are you ready to play? I've been waiting for this my whole life. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I like the cut of your jib, Leslie. What's a jib? Okay. So uh, I'm going to give you the choice because my co-host here does a great job of uh, agreeing with the dragon. The dragon's going to spit out some super hot takes, Ryan. You get a chance to make a case for the smoking hot take or you can do, or you can go against the smoking hot take because you're the guest. You're taking time out of your day. Which side do you want to go?
3: Uh, I'll go against it. Okay, Ryan will go
0: again. So, Maddie, again, you you get strap in. He has to get some buckle There's in. some really hot takes I think coming up here. Yeah. Ryan, are you ready to play Dragon's Breath? I've been let's waiting for this my whole life. You absolutely have. Let's do it. Let's uh l- let's hit it. Hit it, Alex. No, we need we need the intro, Alan. So, it's right now time for the hottest yeah. of hot yeah. Calgary yeah. Flames takes. So hot in fact that we needed the help of our Sportsnet 960 The Fan Dragon Fanny. This is Dragon's Breath. Here's your host George Russick, who by the way is fluent in Dragon. Yeah. I, I took it at Community yeah. College, Ryan. FYI, Dragon. You ready to hear the first? uh Here's here's the first smoking hot take from our Dragon. Hit it, Alex. That's pretty good. That's short and sweet. Short, yeah. Well, this one's courtesy of Rob from Calgary, who called in, Ryan. Jonathan Huberto will end up being the worst signing in the history of the Calgary Flames. Uh, You have to disagree with that smoking hot take, Ryan Leslie.
3: Yeah, I would not uh, agree with that statement in any way, shape, (laughs) or form. Okay. That is screaming hot.
0: That's just uh, four games into his Flames career uh... Rob saying it's going to be the worst signing uh, in Flames history. Well, Ron, uh, that's a tough one to start off. So we're going to hand it over to. Am I to,
3: playing this right, guys? I feel know. like I might be. No, I you are. Have you have to, you okay.
0: have to agree and just give us disagree and give us a few reasons why you disagree. No big deal. Here, we'll, we'll we'll hand it over to to Matty Rose over here, who has to make a case now because he's on the Dragon side of this argument of uh, these takes. He has to make a case why the Jonathan Huberto signing. Will end up being the worst in Flames history. Go ahead, Matty. And this listen, this is this
2: is a tough one. But Jonathan Huberdeau, this is a guy who's twenty nine. He signed for nine more seasons at ten and a half million dollars. Listen, we don't know when the cap's gonna go up. We don't know when the next pandemic's gonna roll around and all of a sudden the cap freeze is coming in again and oh, that ten and a half that all of a sudden the percentage of your cap was gonna be going way down, all of a sudden it's staying all the same. So I don't know, man. You look down the road, this, this could end up being a very,
0: very bad contract for the Flames.
2: That's it's hard because that, like,
0: that's pretty good. Thanks. See, see Ryan Leslie, that's how we play. Uh, the dragon spits out a smoking hot take. You disagree and then Maddie tries to make a case for it. You, you made some good points there. Maybe the salary cap isn't going to go up. Maybe this contract's going to look bad in three or four years from now where you're paying ten and a half million. Or maybe, uh, he has the most assists in the NHL this season and the Calgary Flames <laughs> win the Stanley Cup. That could absolutely happen too. All right. Let's hear take number two. Let's hit it guys. Wow, that was short. So he's wrong, short. Oh, These are all short. These are really short. Real quick. Um, uh, Ryan Leslie, we'll start with you. You have to disagree with this one. You might actually agree with this one. We saw it last night, but Noah Hannafin is the most important and valuable defenseman on this Calgary Flames roster right now. You have to disagree with that take.
3: Okay, uh, I will disagree, but only uh, because there is such uh, depth at that position. And, uh, by the way, Matty, I wouldn't show my face around the locker room uh, at any point <laughs> in know, the next uh, coming days. I don't like this um, <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, but there's uh, a lot of depth back there from uh, Tanev and Weger and Anderson uh, and the way Zdorov the was rolling last night. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with uh, with a mild disagreement there.
0: Okay, Um, again, Noah Hannafin, Matty Rose, uh, agree. Make a case for why Noah Hannafin is the most valuable player on this Flames Blue. line. I think this is the easiest one to make a case for.
2: Well, you look at uh, what happened yesterday. All of a sudden, the the pairings get thrown in a shuffle and and everything's off kilter. I thought Rasmus Anderson struggled yesterday. And listen, this is a guy who's played side-by-side with his good pal Noah Hannafin for a couple of seasons now and without him looked a little bit lost and this is a team that we talk so much about how good the top four is and they've got great depth as well but if you got that top four it's so good and without noah hannafin saw a little bit of a fall off so all of a sudden you're looking at maybe just a one pair team if you don't have noah hannafin playing his best which would make him the most important defenseman on the team plus he's your quarterback for the second power play like obviously you need a quarterback for the second power play so yeah, Noah Hannafin, the most important defenseman on the Flames' blue line.
0: Uh, again, Matty, you're so good at this game. It's dragon's breath. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The Fan Sportsnet's Ryan Leslie joining us here on the line. All right, let's get to take number three, boys. Let's hit it. Okay. That's... okay. Oh. Was there a sensor in there? That was a, a long one. Uh, here we go. Uh, Maddie, we'll start with you. Oh, okay. Here's the dragons take. Dan Vladar's next contract will be with the Calgary Flames, will be the one he signs as Calgary's number one goaltender.
2: Hmm. And I have to agree with this one. Correct. Okay. Listen. Um, Jacob Markstrom in the last playoff series that he played struggled, and yes, there were some things that were lacking in the defensive game, but I think you can look at Jacob Markstrom and say that there was more that you wanted here, and obviously the start to the season hasn't been ideal. This is a guy who has got four more years left at $5 million, and perhaps you want to save a little bit of money, so there's an opportunity to move Jacob Markstrom out from this contract. Now, this would be three years from now and you're looking at dustin wolf knocking on the door perhaps dan vladar shows us so well this season that he does take the reins and, and dustin wolf is forced into a backup role and the flames have to try and make a decision
0: uh you got me convinced ryan leslie why won't dan vladar's next contract with the flames be as the number one goaltender
3: are you guys into the sauce already yes <laughs> yes um uh yeah, no, I think it's pretty clear cut. They've committed to Jacob Markstrom is the clear cut number one. Dan Vladar is a great piece. Should they ever need to uh bolster uh, another part of the lineup, he would be uh highly coveted no doubt. And uh he's affordable, he's a great team guy and he's got a bright future. But uh the future is now in Calgary and uh they're riding with uh with Marky.
0: Okay, uh, I like it. Uh, by the way, Ryan, there's some really smoking hot takes on our text line, too, that we're going to get to at the end of the segment. Alright, we got one more Dragon's Breath. Take It is Dragon's Breath. Big show. Russick and Rose Sports at 960. The fan. Hmm. Oh, this one. Hmm. Okay. This, this one's sort of a positive one. Ryan, we'll start with you. I disagree. Dylan Dubé will score more goals... Than Johnny Hockey this season. Disagree with that take.
3: Are these really the questions you have prepared for me today? <laughs> is this please tell me Dylan Dubé's future is not pinning on the hopes of footlockers and footnotes. <laughs> uh, I think this one's pretty obvious to the listeners, uh you guys are hammered, and uh, there's no way <laughs> okay. uh, Dylan Dubé is going to surpass uh, Johnny Hockey.
0: Okay. Uh, may- maybe our man Matt Rose over here has uh, a good reason why Dylan Dubé will outscore Johnny Hockey this season. Listen,
2: he's got one goal. Johnny Gaudreau's got four. I understand that. But I would say the most impactful line for the Flames has been the line with Kadri and Anjuman Japani and Dylan Dubay. The DNA line. The Tenacious three. Okay. Dylan dubey has got a great shot, uh, and I think that off the rush, he's going to make it work this season. We've already seen him bingo once in that sense, and I think we could see a lot more from him. Now, granted, Johnny's got a little bit of a, a head start there, but Johnny also plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets, so there's that little asterisk in there as well. I think John, yeah, could see a good year from Dylan Dubé. Might be tough, but could score more goals than Johnny Gaudreau as well.
0: Okay, uh, Ryan, uh, it, I, you just got to tip your cap to Armani Rose here, uh, trying to make a case for all these ridiculously hot takes there's only one thing left to do we got to award a winner really quickly here and we asked the dragon himself herself who wins dragon's breath today hit it yeah sorry Ryan Leslie uh, we got we got to hand it to, to Matty Rose oh. um, he uh had these smoking hot takes out of those takes you heard Ryan Leslie from SportsNet which one was the most ridiculous and hottest take uh Dan Bladar okay Damn Ladar is the number one. There was also a bonus one I wanted to ask you. Uh, we had a caller call in because you know him well. Nick called in and said, by the end of the hockey season, our Pat Steinberg will be engaged. Is that a smoking hot take or no?
3: Yeah, no chance. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. Okay. <laughs> not I have even... no idea. I'm just going full. I, I wish Patty the best in that.
0: Yeah, we, we we do, too. We, we hope he finds love forever, and uh, he's as happy as happy can be. Uh, sports, that's Ryan Leslie. Uh, Ryan, we apologize uh, for having you on Dragon's Breath today. Uh, it's the smoking hot takes that are so ridiculous that, yes, Maddie will eventually have to show his face in the Flames dressing room, but he did a great job of doing this. Thanks for jumping on this morning, Ryan. Apology accepted, guys. Have a great morning. <laughs> okay. Which one was the toughest for you and scene. to defend? Um, I would say...
2: The Hannafin one is tough because I I really think that this is a team that when you lose any one of those key parts on the blue line, you're going to struggle. Like I think it's kind of hard to point at one guy and say, he's really the straw that stirs the drink. A lot of people would lean to Chris Tanev with the way that, that Edmonton Oilers season went. That's a hard one to get on board with. I really don't believe that Dan Valdar is going to be the starter for this team. Uh, I like Dan Vladar a lot. I like the extension that they've signed him to. But Dustin Wolf looks really good down in the AHL and looks like he probably won't need to be there for too long. And mm-hmm. Jacob Markstrom, I feel like he's going to be able to get his game right. Um, that just feels like it's inevitable to me. So both those were quite hard. The Dubé one, not so much. Um, because it's easy to hit on Johnny Hockey?
0: Um,
2: I just, I'm a big fan of Dylan Dubé. I think he's going to have a big year. Now, Johnny's already scored four goals, so he's off to a great start. And he's done, what, all of those without Patrick Liney in the lineup as well, playing with Justin Danforth and Boone Jenner? Right. So that one's going to be tough. And I don't even remember what the fourth one was at this point.
0: Uh, Jonathan Huberto, uh, worst signing in Flames history.
2: Yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay. That's definitely not. It is
0: only four games into his Flames career. And he's looked good. Yeah. Some of the passes have been absolutely some of the passes ridiculous. are insane. Like but even the one
2: he, to Lewis on the but, goal
0: yesterday is. But dude, Rob it, delivered. We wanted smoking hot takes that only a dragon can spit out, and Rob delivered. A uh, text line was blowing up all day. Uh, Eugene in Mackenzie Town. Nazem Kadri will win both the Selkie and the Hart Trophy this year.
2: Oh, um,
0: that would be impressive. Yeah, I, I would be very, very impressed if he could do both. Um, Spencer from Calgary, my hot flames take is Matthew Coronado signs with the Flames after the NH after a season, plays in the NHL, and be the number one right winger for the Flames in the playoffs.
2: Whoa. Um, heavy. Listen, I've watched, I think, three of Matt Coronado's games when he's been playing at Harvard and a little bit when he was with the World Juniors. Um, that would shock me. That would, I would be a flabbergasted. Like, even Owen Power, who was one of the absolute top players in the entire NCAA last year, and a full off-season of training, and a full NHL training camp. Like, he looked good yesterday, but I wasn't like... Well, yeah, but he's only 19 years old. That's my point with Coronado. Yeah.
0: It's the exact same draft. Like, yeah. you're asking a lot for a guy 100%. That, right? Uh, this one is not only hot, but even super interesting. Madden in Calgary... Flames trade Hannifin and Dustin Wolf and picks to the Bruins for David Posternock.
3: Um,
2: tell me you're not interested. No, I can't tell you I'm not interested. I'm extremely interested. I'm. I feel like it is unlikely, but then again, I also thought that you know acquiring Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Wigger and Cole Schwindt, a first round pick for Matthew Kachuk, and then signing Nazem I also thought that was unlikely. And look what happened. So. I guess maybe that happens. I could see a situation,
0: but I also think that it really feels like Boston's going to get this thing done. Yeah, and th- the reason why Bergeron and Krejci came back was one more kick at the can. I don't think they're trading David Postman. Yeah, enough. they're off to a great start, despite yeah.
2: not having Marchand, McAvoy, or Grizzly to start their yeah. season. They've lost, what, one game so far?
0: Uh, Alex from Calgary, Marstrom's yeah, current play. Four and one. Yeah. Markstrom's current play will have them lose the starter position within the next couple of weeks. A lot of Markstrom takes on the text line and callers. That's what I I said, man. Like
2: you have one bad game, and all of a sudden it's it's pitches and or torches and pitchforks, right? And that's tough. Like I think he's going to get right i got a lot of faith in Jacob Markstrom. It's been a hard start to the season, for sure.
0: The the stock's a little low on Jacob Markstrom because of the playoff uh, debacle against the Oilers and a slow start to the season. But the guy's an elite goaltender. He... he, he, Yeah, I mean, would you let I mean, nobody? Would be surprised if he's up for the Vezina by the end of the. Let
2: year. in one muffin on Tuesday against the Vegas Golden Knights, and yeah, do you want to stop in the first period sure. there? Sure, but how about not hemorrhaging chances and breakaways from the yeah. high slot? And he was good in how the about third cover period. Cover a man in the high slot. Yeah, he was good in the third period. Although in the playing, Vegas game, yeah, yeah, he and, was. I thought he was great after he let that stinker in. And, like, and even the deflection goal, I was like, well, what are you going to do? That's no. a deflection that drops a foot. Six feet in front of your
0: face. Uh, Jason in Calgary. Uh, the pedestal jersey. The bad luck uh, will oh, uh, come back from I the '90s. They will not win a game wearing the pedestal jerseys this season, and they'll be half priced at Walmart by the end of the year.
2: I could see that. Yeah. I. Um, they didn't. There's not a lot of luck associated with those jerseys. Half price at Walmart by the end of the year feels a little bit bold. But, yeah. and you, like, the tough thing is, like, I even wonder if they're, like, if the Flames themselves look at it and they're like, shoot, like, look at our other kits. Like, how many of these do we really want to bring in? Yeah, there's a lot of, like, well, why yeah. don't we just bring in more Blasties and, and more of our home unis? Like, these things are slick.
0: Yeah, it's tough to, to beat when they already got it. Um, This one's uh, from Brad from Calgary. Huberto is our fourth best forward on the team behind Lindholm, Kadri, and Majapani. I spit hot fire.
2: Yeah, that's hot fire.
0: Listen, I think you're doing pretty good if is your fourth
2: best player. It's <laughs> also a good point, but I don't. I don't believe that. Like, there's been some instances that you maybe don't like for Jonathan Huberto, but there's still like three yes. plays a game where you're like, what? Yeah. How does he do that? Like, there were there was one shift in the second period alone where he made two ridiculous plays at the blue line to keep the puck in. Uh, set he, up, a, set up his teammates.
0: This is smoking hot. And producer Patrick will get your take on this. All right, Andrew in Hidden Valley. Hot take here. I would say so. Jonathan Huberto doesn't work out here and is traded to the <laughs> Leafs for Mitch Marner. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's no. pretty much salary in, salary out. Yeah, pretty much. Although Marner has two years left, uh, salary in, <laughs> salary out at ten point five. Maddie, that's smoking hot too. Yeah, that's, that's really thinking out of the box.
2: Like you know, when there's like a, it's like a Jimmy VC for like some other guy that was maybe highly touted. Like these guys just need to change the location. Yeah, you don't do that with superstars. That doesn't happen. So I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Uh, is there any chance? Is that way too smoking hot for you, Patrick? And by it, the way, would you do that deal? Uh, I mean. Mitch Marner is the younger player. Uh-huh. Is, uh huh. You would. I, Toronto wouldn't because of the amount of years left on Huberto's deal. That's the thing. Okay. If it was like two years for Huberdeau, two years, I could see something like that. But there's just too much term in, on Huberto's deal, and he's an older player.
2: And the other thing he talked about after he signed, he was like, "Hey, yeah, playing in Montreal. That's
0: that's yeah. not necessarily easy." This the guy is worse. This guy who has <laughs> no, it's not. Playing in Montreal is tougher than Toronto. But they follow you around like tabloid media in Montreal. They're close. Like, the deal would have to go this season because he's still
2: got that eight-team list of teams he cannot be traded to, and then it's a full no-move after that. Yeah.
0: And I don't know if he's going to say, yeah, sure, send me off to Toronto. Look how ridiculous the yeah, conversation we're having right now that we're trading Jonathan Huberto What, Mitch what, what is Mitch that's what Dragon's Breath is. That's what Dragon's Breath is. And thanks to all the texts out there, you did a fantastic job of coming up with these smoking hot takes. Um, that's it for us, pretty much for the week. Uh, next week, we'll uh, try to do better. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I desperately want Pat Steinberg on to play Dragon's Breath. I think he'd be the perfect Dragon's Breath participant. And I'd, I'd even want Pat Steinberg to come on and try to defend the Dragon's Takes. Because I think that would be fantastic. Because nobody covers the Flames like our man Pat Steinberg. It's a light week for the Flames next week. He's, he's, he's He'll be free on Friday because there's no Thursday game. Tuesday, Penguins. Yep. Okay. Saturday, Oilers. Light week. Three days off. And again, they're playing the Oilers. And then they're playing one more time before Christmas. And then you won't see Edmonton until maybe the playoffs. Which is absolutely uh, ridiculous. Uh, big thanks to you, uh, Matty. Thanks. Um, we'll be back Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be back Sunday for some Inside the Lines action, 8 a.m. till 11 a.m. right here on the Sportsnet radio network where you can fade all my terrible picks because I have been absolutely atrocious uh, so far this season. You both went 1-0 and last night? No. No, I had the yeah, under. Yeah, you both had the unders. <laughs> yeah. And I took uh, the Saints. Plus the point. We're all dead. We're all big Good job, everybody. <laughs> According to week Make one. Make sure you ride our picks. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, we'll talk to you Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye.